Entrepreneur on Fire 561. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. If you're starting a business or forming an LLC, LegalZoom will help take care of all the details. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter code FIRE for a $10 savings at LegalZoom. Set it and forget it. That's what you can expect from MailRoute, a cloud-based email filtering service, peace of mind included. For a free trial, go to MailRoute.net, enter promo code EOF for 10% off the lifetime of your account. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Rory Vaden. Rory, are you prepared to ignite? You better believe it, baby. Yes. Rory is a self-disciplined strategist and author of the number two New York Times bestseller, Take the Stairs. He is also co-founder of Southwestern Consulting, a multi-million dollar sales training company that helps clients in more than 14 countries. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Rory, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one question I just have for everybody is if you think about the last time that you were walking along and you came up to a set of escalators and some stairs, did you take the stairs? And if you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Um, Most people choose the escalator. And, uh, you know, that that epiphany happened in my life a couple years ago was realizing that, hey, successful people take the stairs. They do the things they know they should be doing even when they don't feel like doing them. And so take the stairs has become uh, my mantra and it's, it's, been, it's been my life philosophy. It is, of course, my brand, the title of the book and uh, the title of my speech and, and all of that. But take the stairs the, as a philosophy is really about self-discipline. And it's really about – so I've sort of dedicated my life um, to helping myself and others develop the discipline to overcome procrastination and do the things they know they should be doing. And so there's my personal life, my professional life, my passion is all centered around this one simple uh, but not necessarily easy idea of of self-discipline. So that's, you know, from a personal standpoint, that's really what my passion is, is, is solving the self-discipline problem in the world. And give us a glimpse into that personal life. So uh, my wife, Amanda, and and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, We started, we moved here about five years ago. I grew up in Colorado in a small town called Frederick. And uh, Frederick was one of those towns, I like to joke, that was so small growing up that it was like, you know, farming is the big deal. High school football is the big deal. (laughs) Dental hygiene not such a big deal. And, um, and that's, that's where I, I came from. And, um, my wife and I, and, and a couple other business partners started Southwestern consulting in 2006 with uh, four of us. And that company has now grown to 70 full-time team members. And we, our primary business is one-on-one sales coaching and, uh, it's expanded globally. And so our headquarters is in Nashville and this is, uh, we moved here a couple of years ago as the company grew to be at our investors' home office. And so I live in Nashville. I love Nashville. Um, you know, a, a lot of people know me in terms of uh, a little bit of a pretty boy. My mom sold Mary Kay cosmetics growing <laughs> up. So 
I always, uh, I always joke that I know more about makeup than I do about cars. And, uh, it's true. I mean, wash, <laughs> toner, moisturizer, foundation, wrinkle free eye cream, base eye shadow, dark eye shadow, blush, eyeliner, mascara, lip liner, and lipstick. Roy, uh, I said a glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, that's me. Well, Rory, what I'm excited to dive into is your entrepreneurial journey. I love how you started this off by saying successful entrepreneurs take the stairs. You know, how I always like to phrase it is that when a lot of people are zigging, I like to zag. I like that blue ocean mentality, you know, not swimming in that red ocean where everybody else is. You've done that in your life. I've definitely done that with Entrepreneur on Fire. And we're really going to dive into why that's so powerful. But before we do, Rory, we start every Entrepreneur on Fire interview off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. My favorite quote often gets attributed to me, uh, even though I didn't actually create it, but um, it comes from our, our parent company, Southwestern. And the quote is, success is never owned, it's only rented. And the rent is due every day. Um, success is never owned. Success is only rented and the rent is due every day. And it's been a philosophy that we've had at Southwestern for over 150 years. That's how long our parent company has been around. And uh, I heard that when I was in uh, college uh, working for one of our sister companies that teaches college students how to sell, uh, run their own businesses, selling educational children's books door to door. And I did that for five summers and uh, made about a quarter million dollars selling books and, and recruiting kids to sell books when I was in college and grad school. And uh, that quote I, I heard there, but I've really sort of uh, internalized that. It's become another key part of my philosophy. And then, of course, it's a signature part of of the Take the Stairs book. So I get attributed often with that quote, but I'm not the one that created it. But um, the um, I, I'm proud to be associated with popularizing it because it really is true that entrepreneurs seem to embrace this mentality that there is no invisible finish line. It's like no matter who you are, no matter what you did yesterday, that the rent is due today. And the choices that we make each and every day ultimately determine the trajectory of our lives. And it's like you can take that word success out and you can insert anything that you want for it that matters most to you in your life. And I think you'll still find that it's true. It's like financial security is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every single day. Being in great physical health is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. A, a, a business, a great business is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. A happy marriage is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. And you know, certainly the rent is higher for some of us than others on that last one, <laughs> depending on who you married. But it it it's embracing that idea that, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a leader, being a successful person, being somebody is willing to take the stairs and do the things that other people aren't. It's 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 not about creating – it's not searching for some magic pill or some secret potion or some hidden formula shortcut. It's about embracing this idea that this is a journey and that I'm going to build my endurance and I'm going to, I'm going to do the things day in and day out. It'll make me make me successful. So Fire Nation, what's really powerful about what Rory's going on about here is that both success and failure are rented. It's not owned. So if you fail on a certain day – the next day is a new day and you can own that day. You can own the success of the following day and you can't rest on your laurels. 
your laurels if that day prior was successful. So every day, wake up with that attitude that today is going to be a successful day, 365 days of the year. And Rory, what I want to do is transition now to your journey as an entrepreneur, because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. We want to focus on not only the successes, which you've had plenty of, but I want to talk right now about a failure. I don't want your aerial thoughts about failure. I want you to take us down to the ground level and tell us a story of a time you failed. I want to be there with you, Rory, when you failed and tell us the lessons you learned. I haven't shared this very often. In fact, I don't know if I've ever shared this publicly. Um, and some people might not view this as a failure, but it was truly seemingly one of the greatest failures of my life. When I decided I wanted to become a speaker and I had this dream of, you know, I want to, I want to travel the world and speak on the world's biggest stages. Um, the problem was I was, I was 22 years old and it was like, it was like, who's going to listen to this kid. And I had had some successful, I had some success working at Southwestern, uh, doing that. But other than that, it was like, you know, I wasn't a, a, a famous reality star. I didn't have a TV show. I wasn't a musician or professional athlete. And I heard about this contest called the World Championship of Public Speaking. And it's through Toastmasters International. And one of my mentors said, Rory, you should join Toastmasters because you can get a lot of stage time. And so I joined Toastmasters and I thought, wow, this is great. I can really practice my craft and, and build my education well. When I heard about the World Championship, it's this contest where where 25,000 people compete from over 90 countries um, from across the globe over nine months, literally for a chance to to carry the title, the World Champion of Public Speaking. And I thought, if I could win this contest, then that might give me the credibility that I needed to to succeed in life. Like that that might give me the platform I needed to go out and and become a speaker and an author. And so I I went out and I spoke 304 times for free over the next 18 months. I spoke at comedy clubs, churches, Kiwanis clubs, rotaries, high schools. I mean, I would, I would cold call anybody to just say, can, will you give me five minutes of stage time? And I would, I would sometimes drive 90 minutes. I would drive from uh, North Denver to Colorado Springs. I would drive 90 minutes to get, you know, three minutes of stage time at a comedy club. And, and, I put uh, all this effort into stage time. I took dozens of courses. Uh, I got personal coaching. I watched about 3,000 hours of film of other past world championship contests. And that the first year, I made it to the world championship, which was with the top 10 speakers in the world out of 25,000. And it was this major accomplishment. Um, but I, I lost, I, I didn't place, I, and I, I knew that I lost when I was there. I wasn't ready. Um, but it was a huge victory. But the next year, this had been such a consuming part of my life. The next year I went back, I studied harder. I practiced more. I got more coaching. Um, and the next year I went back and it was 2007, August, 2007, there's 2,500 people in the audience. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. There's like the TV crews, the lights. It's a huge 75-foot stage. There's cameras like floating in over the audience, this whole big moment. My whole family is there. And that was the year that I, well, I lost again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I lost, I lost higher. Um, I came in second at the World Championship of Public Speaking. And I know that a lot of people would say, hey, what an amazing story. And you're 23 years old and you're the world champion of speaking runner up. But that's not how it felt. Um, 
in that moment when they announced, I had envisioned it so vividly in my mind. I mean, this wasn't an accident. This was, I had dedicated radically my entire life to pursuing this. And when they said, you know, the, the, the first runner up is Rory Vaden, I did not want to hear my name. And I thought I had won. I thought I had delivered a speech good enough to win. I did deliver a speech good enough to win. Um, and, you know, ultimately, there's a lot of great speakers, and you know, it's it, you know, judging is always a subjective thing. And um, I don't mean that to to take anything away from the person who who won. I just mean to say I did my very best. I did everything that I could, and I lost. And and I had never experienced that. I, I certainly had failed before, but I had never experienced a time where I did everything in my power. I worked so hard, and I lost. And I was sitting there going, "How did this happen?" Like. You know, why, why was I led down this, this vision? You know, like, why did God give me this vision to pursue this thing and then have it not work out? And I was, I was crushed and I was devastated to have, to be that close. Like it's, it'd be, it would have been much easier to, to, to come to peace with the idea of not getting close at all, but to get that close twice and lose was just devastating. And, um, and then, you know, it occurred to me that the, there was a, there's a huge payoff in doing your best. See, see when, when things don't work out for us, um, a lot of times, you know, some people will say, well, you, you never, you don't, you don't ever have, you never can control anything anyways. You know, we, we don't have control of our life, so you might as well just enjoy the ride. You might as well just see what happens. But that person doesn't get the benefit of knowing whether or not things happened the way they were supposed to or uh, because of a more likely truth that they didn't succeed because um, they didn't show up and they didn't put in the work. They didn't put in the effort. If you do everything you can in your power and you show up and you deliver your best and it doesn't work out, then you have the benefit of knowing there must be a better plan. There must be something else. And and that is what we call in the Take the Stairs book. That lesson ultimately became the perspective principle of faith. Um, and the, it, it doesn't have anything to do with religion. But the, 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 the other six strategies in the Take the Stairs book are all about achieving success. But the perspective principle of faith has become my favorite and my most important because it was the, it was the most important lesson of my life, which was realizing that that. Faith is choosing to trust. It's choosing to believe that everything that's happening now is somehow for a greater glory later on. So, Roy, what I want you to do now is boil it down for us in one sentence and not a run-on sentence. One sentence. What is one takeaway that you want Fire Nation to walk away with from that experience in your life? It's the same thing I've been saying all along. Take the stairs. Do the things you know you should be doing even when you don't feel like doing them. And trust that if you if you're doing the things you know you should be doing that even if they don't work out according to your plan it's going to pay off eventually so roy we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum now okay. you share with us a failure runner up and something that you thought you were destined to win and you didn't talk to us now about an aha moment talk to us about a light bulb that went off at some point in your life that you applied action to and you achieved success from so Take us down to that ground level. Tell us that story of that time you had that idea and the steps you took to turn it into success. Well, it's, it's actually a continuation of that story because a couple years later, I had another crazy dream. And that dream was to be a New York Times bestselling author. 
And I was 27 years old at the time, 26 years old at the time. And people were like, that's crazy, Rory. Like, unless you are a, a famous news anchor or a celebrity or an athlete or you're Snooky, it's like, you, you can't just go out and be a New York Times bestselling author. Snooky. And um, so, um, but I applied sort of that same methodology of saying, you know what, I don't know whether or not it, the results will work out, but I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to do the things, even the, the things I don't want to do, but the things I know I need to do um, to get better. And so I pursued that goal. I learned everything there was to learn about how to launch a bestseller and what creates, uh, what are all the things that have to happen for the, the New York Times to actually recognize your book as a bestseller. And, you know, we, we went on this incredibly long journey of trying to get a literary agent and finding a literary agent and then uh, uh, leveraging that into getting a book deal. And then once we finally got the book deal, we had 100,000, you know, we had, we had all of these people behind us and we had money. That's another important part of, the, of this whole journey. And, and um, we sometimes refer to it as the buy-in principle of commitment. And it simply says the more we have invested into something – the less likely we are to let it fail. The more we have invested into something, the less likely we are to let it fail. When you take your dream and you take all of the money that you get for something and you throw this, uh, it was over $100,000 into this dream, then you have no choice but to do everything in your power. And you have to have the faith of knowing if it doesn't work out, there must be some other reason why, but your job is to do is to do your best, is to hustle and to fight and to push. Um, and, you know, we did that. We did all of those things. Uh, it, was, it was the all-consuming focus for creating pre-sales and creating this online effort. And um, in February of 2012, a couple weeks after we launched Take the Stairs, we ended up hitting number two. So I was 29 years old, first-time author, and we hit number two on the New York Times. And at that moment, I realized the connection of the two stories because if I had won at the World Championship of Public Speaking, chances are I would have done as many of the champions do. I would have created a career just around teaching other people about public speaking. But because I lost or because I came in second, um, I ended up going down this other path, which is what my real passion was, which is about self-discipline and helping people develop the characteristics of doing the things they know they should do even when they don't feel like doing them. And that led to the New York Times bestseller. And I think it's so easy. We get so weary when we when we are disciplined and we do make good choices. We end up getting weary that it's not going to work out. But that's not how it works. So, you know, ultimately for all of us, you do your best and you forget the rest. And who was the number one New York Times bestselling author? The book was called The End of Illness. Uh, and it was a doctor. It was some health book. And he's like a celebrity doctor. Um, and we were actually number one on Wall Street Journal. And Wall Street Journal is more empirical uh, than the New York Times. So we actually sold more books that week, um, most likely. You don't know for sure. So because we hit number one on Wall Street Journal and number one on Amazon and number two on the New York Times. And we never thought we would have a chance at number one. We were just trying to make the list, which is, you know, you got to be the top ten and, um, you know, so when we hit two, it was ecstatic, but I, I forget what the guy's name was. It wasn't a business book though. Um, but you know, it all comes around. If you just, you do your best, you focus on what you can control, you take the stairs, you be disciplined, you make the choices that, that other people aren't willing to make. And it always, you always win. Ultimately you always, you always win. 
Roy, talking about winning, what I want to do is bring things to present time and have you talk about winning today. Have you talk about one thing that just has you really fired up? Well, the the biggest win that I'm enjoying right now is um, when we started Southwestern Consulting, we did a lot of revenue, but we ended up losing money, tens of thousands of dollars our first couple of years. And now not only is the company making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, we've got 640 clients that are in our coaching program. And my life has really shifted from trying to, it's like what Albert Einstein said, um, from trying to achieve success to instead just trying to be a person of value. Mm-hmm. And our team has embraced that idea is that we just want to be a value to our coaching clients. We just want to help them achieve their goals in life. And suddenly everything is coming true for us and in, in, in our in our own goals. Roy, that Einstein quote has stayed with me for so long. Try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And Fire Nation, when you put those principles into action, the results that you see can be astounding. And Rory, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. When's the last time you implemented something to help you protect your business that took you less than five minutes to activate? Typically, it takes a bit longer than that to get a new system up and running, which can keep us from doing it in the first place. With MailRoute, the quick activation time is only the beginning. MailRoute does all of its work outside of your network, which means you don't have to worry about anything slowing you down. Their service not only helps reduce network and server load, it also helps lower management issues. MailRoute even gives you maximum control over your inbox by allowing you to change settings and update your preferences directly from your notifications, including your whitelist and blacklist preferences on a domain-wide or per-user basis. Talk about saving a ton of time and avoiding a ton of stress. You, Fire Nation, have a lot of other things you could be focusing on. For a free trial, go to MailRoute.net, enter promo code EOF for 10% off the lifetime of your accounts. MailRoute.net, promo code EOF. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated, and frankly, there are better things you could be doing with your time, like working on building your audience and creating products and services that help them. Thankfully, LegalZoom is here for you. If you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, getting a trademark, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need and they'll help you take care of all the details. Do you want peace of mind? I don't blame you. Starting a business the right way involves a lot of checks and balances. Good thing for us, LegalZoom's been helping small business owners for over 14 years and they've received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. For a $10 discount on services, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it's not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code FIRE. And Roy, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) No pressure. Sure. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? It was fear that I wasn't good enough. That it was the fear that I was too young. And I've learned that everybody has some fear. You're either too young or you're too old. You're too rich. You're too poor. You're too smart. You're too stupid. But we all have that fear. And and psychologists say the number one cause of all procrastination is self-criticism. So instead, focus on progress and not perfection. What is the best advice you've ever received? 
one of the things that's really driving our business right now, which I think is 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 really working a lot. It's a it's again it's a southwestern philosophy, and I'm fortunate to be mentored by some of the great leaders on, of Southwestern. And one of our principles is we say focus on what is right, not who is right. You focus on what is right and let go of who is right. In other words, elevate the principles that you're trying to pursue above anybody's personality or any ego. And if you if you always focus on what is right, then then you can you you never that the the right answer always surfaces. When you worry about who is right, polit- politics and all sorts of stupid stuff enter into your decision making. So what is right, not who is right. Love that. Rory, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Absolutely. And this one is so simple, but yet when you study rich people, uh, we just did a blog mini series on my blog called the seven realizations of rich people. And, and one of the most common things that rich people do, uh, is so simple is you fall asleep at every single night before you, as you're falling asleep and you think in as vivid detail as possible about what you want, a scene of you achieving or having Something with your family or your life or an achievement or, or a possession, you, and the more vivid you can see it, the more likely it is to come true. Roy, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? You know, I use some basic tools like Hootsuite to try to manage social media and all that, but I don't. I don't have any internet resources that, that I absolutely love. Um, I would love to find some more, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we'll listen to Entrepreneur on Fire, Rory, because we share one every single day. Yeah. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to everything that Roy and I are talking about, the book that he's about to mention, his contact info at eofire.com slash Rory Vaden. And Rory, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Such a difficult question. There are so many. Um, so what I'm going to default to is the best, most recent book that I've read. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading it right now. I'm blazing through it. It's great by choice by Jim Collins. Uh, I love Jim Collins stuff. And, and this book is really good. I think it's really concise writing of his. It's the blue, the blue one. It's called great by choice. Fascinating. Yeah. Easy. It's a lot easier to read than the previous ones. It's not as heavy, but, but just as useful as ever. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Roy, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? The first thing I would do is I would, I would go and I would, um, I would make a phone call to the people that are closest into my life that I would want to surround myself with as a part of my leadership team to, to start building. I love building people. And if you build people, you build a great company. So Roy, I've enjoyed hearing your journey. You're too success stories of the runner-up with speaking, which we use as a failure story, but it really is a success coming in second place. And then the aha moment of, you know, that number two New York Times bestseller, another success, but you know, that was that aha moment that spurred you forward. 
Share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would just come back, you know, to that idea that that success is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. So if you take the stairs day in and day out, you will ultimately win. Um, and uh, I, the, where you can find me, just go to RoryVadenBlog.com. You can find, you know, links to all my social media and everything. So RoryVadenBlog.com is the easiest easiest way to go and, and, uh, and stay connected. And what was the last thing? That was it because we'll oh, say okay. goodbye. So Fire Nation, again, I know you're aware. You can find the links of everything at eofire.com. Type Rory, R-O-R-Y, in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Roy, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation. Creating a successful business takes a lot of hard work, including figuring out how to make your content and the products and services you offer unique. Wondering where to start? How about with your website? If you're looking for an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a unique website that will help you stand out from the crowd, then check out Squarespace. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com. Use offer code FIRE. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 